Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Essential Blue Podcast. My name is Tommy and I'm your host. I'm joined by an amazing bunch today. I'm joined by Judah, I'm joined by Ubi, and I'm joined by Manuel. But before I introduce everybody, actually, Ubi hasn't been here for a long time, so it's good to have you again, bro. Good to have you. But before I introduce everybody, I just want to say, I don't know how we won that. Like, if you told me that, look, West Ham scored and we're going to lose, I'd have happily taken a draw, in fact. But then again, I didn't even know where a draw was coming from based on what happened. But yeah, let's hear from the guys. Ubi, Judah, Manuel, how you guys doing? Ubi, how you doing, bro? How's the summer? How's the holiday actually? Not summer. <laughs> How's the holiday? Hey everyone, it's good to be back here. My holiday was fine, you know, it's a good way to break your, the routine off. But hey, I'm back here and I'm excited to do it all with you guys once again. Cheers, bro. Good to have you. And then obviously before I introduce Mr. Controversy himself, we've, we've not had Manuel in a very... I can't, bro, I can't remember the last time we had Manuel, man. Manuel, good to have you again, bro. How you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Judah, how you doing, man? well i'm good i'm good i'm good i'm good yeah i'm good yeah. even though chelsea tried to make me not good this evening but <laughs> yeah i'm good man for the guys listening judah said before the we before the game started i was like oh tommy um if West Ham beat us don't expect me to come on the podcast and i was like judah please come please <laughs> we can say Good thing that we won then, because I swear I sincerely wasn't going to come on the podcast if if we had lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, let's start with Ubi. Ubi, what's your reaction to lineup? Well, when I first saw the lineup, I was a bit you know surprised, but in a good way because I thought uh, dropping Mount uh, Havertz, obviously his performance before this match was not the best, uh, the last five matches to to, to say the least, and uh, having Sterling on the wing, it was a good lineup, you know. It was a bit surprising to see Loftus-Cheek in the DM position, but it's understandable because Kante is not there and Gallagher is obviously not a DM. So yeah, pretty good overall. Well, I mean, okay, let me ask Judah. Judah, how was your, what was your reaction to that first half? Because that first half was shocking. Yeah, well, um, yeah, it's okay. So to so the lineup, actually, um, um, I don't know, I was... I was um, skeptical about the midfield that I started. And I don't know, something in me, I don't know, maybe it's because of the policy stance and whatever, you know, <laughs> actually I had the feeling that Pulisic was probably going to do well. But as we all know, he didn't take the chance that was given to him, you know. I was even trying to explain to someone that, okay, um, there, were, there were talks that he did well in training and all that. And that's probably why, you know, to go decide to start him and yeah. obviously it just goes to show that he cannot um reproduce what he does on the training pitch on the field itself when it comes to the game time when it comes to the time for the game and yeah, yeah and as we all know the the first half was so much like um chelsea of last season where you know they just go sideways backwards no idea no nothing like they don't they don't they, they play football like they don't have football in IQ. Like I mean, there was a clip where you know Gallagher was meant to put Reese James through and the guy just I don't know did something rubbish and just passed the ball back and Tuka was like fuming on the touchline and I was like, This is what you get when you start, you know, 
players like Gallagher and and um, Dustin Cheek that also that also draws on the ball too much in midfield. So I don't know. It was just um, it's wreaked so much of last season, and that's not a good sign. Manuel, what's your reaction first half? Because that first half was boring. Yes, yes, it was really, really boring to me. Like it got to a time I nearly left. Like the world. <laughs> Like I don't know, I don't know what we are playing. I was a bit frustrated. We can't be playing this kind of matches without a striker. Like mm. we don't have a striker in the game, so it was like the we are playing like ruthlessly. Like we don't have any clue. It was boring for me. Yeah. You talk about striker, but before we talk about striker, what can we say? I mean, I'm trying to remember what happened in match because that first half, Ubi, Judah, that first half was really boring, right? I don't know how you guys felt, but for me, I was depressed. I mean, depressed is a strong word, but like Judas said, actually, because <laughs> Gallagher, RLC, and uh, what was the last person? Pulisic. All of them. Malfit Kovacic as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kovacic, at least Kovacic, you could see he was, you know, you could see quality man, on the ball. Bro, he was far from his best, man. Let's be, let's be, let's be sincere with ourselves. He was far Ooh, from Co- his best. Kovacic was... Actually, opposed to your opinion, Judah, Kovacic was the engine in the first half for us. He was not making any mistake, and he was sweeping up other players' mistakes. Only Kovacic, and I think Thiago Silva, as always, had really good first half. Even though I do agree that the first half was boring, but I thought, what can we do when they, they were sitting very deep in a very low block? It's the same problem as always. We thought the solution was Timo Werner with his pace, but clearly that didn't work out well for Chelsea. So I just don't know what can Chelsea do when you know teams sit very very low block, and yeah. we we have position possession and everything, but that's why they they kept you know the the sideways and backward passes and whatnot in the first half until finally the second half when Tuchel made the changes, put out the you know uh, bad players let's say replace them with the better ones, then we penetrated them well. So I, I just don't know what Chelsea could have done in the first half. It was a boring one, yes, but I just don't blame a lot of the players because of that atrocious first half. Because, you know, West Ham decided to sit deep. Fair, fair. Yeah, I think Chelsea, we are lacking creativity. You see that ball that uh, Kovacic shoot that he wanted to score? If that were to be KDB, do you know what he would have done? What would he, yeah, he would have done? He would have just give a true ball to Pulisic and he would score that ball. But Chelsea were lacking creativity. Yeah, fair, yeah, definitely, man. That first half was a perfect example of our lack of creativity and quality as well. Well, I'm trying to go categor- categorically into what happened in the match, you know. So, like, for example, I don't know what you guys can remember from that first half. It was very boring. So, skip the first half. I remember seeing... Did we, we didn't make, really make any substitutions in the second half. Like, it was in the halfway point, rather. It was second half, I think we brought on... Did anything really happen? I mean, we brought on what's his name. Our first up was Mount Havertz, yeah? Mount Havertz. Um... Chiuwo. And Jorginho yeah? as well. Yeah, no. Chiuwo I mean, also came in. Yeah. I, I think our first ups were Chiuwo, Havertz, and Mount, yeah? So as soon as we brought them on, you could see a different, like, different Chelsea quality. Especially, especially Broja, Armando Broja. Yeah, yeah exactly. I forgot about bro, yeah. So yeah, let's dissect that first goal. Like, what, what did, did uh, what, what was your opinion on that first goal? 
Nah, it was just a scrappy goal, man. And I don't know. It's kind of... When they scored, I was just like, yeah, this is typical Chelsea, you know, where you control the game for, like, majority of the game and then just at the first glimpse of opportunity that the second team gets, they score from that opportunity, you know. And I don't know, I saw people out there on Twitter and people like Tommy as well blaming <laughs> Mendy, blaming Mendy for the goal. And <laughs> I seriously don't get where you guys are coming from because if you actually watch it well, there was actually a foul on Mendy in that yes, in, yes. The, in that in that um build up or something to the goal. And also like I don't really know what you guys wanted him to do. He tried to punch the ball away, but, you know, Rice was just in the right position at the right time. So I don't know why you guys are giving men the eight for the goal. So, yeah, that's my that's my opinion on the goal, man. I mean, I think that goal shouldn't stand because I don't know the player, but, like, he pushed a man when he was, like, trying to save the ball. Exactly. You can see that he pushed men, men on the floor. You get it? So I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know why. The VR didn't check about that. I don't know. But for me, <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't stand at all. We have a what do you think? I mean, it was, a, it was a funny goal, but it was a very lucky goal from West Ham. Uh, Mendy c- couldn't have done anything better because like, he went, he punched the ball, and then he fell, and then Kukureya was inside the net. And uh, I think Fofana was on the floor. Like... You cannot do anything, literally. Like it's impossible. It was a very, very lucky goal, and uh, I don't know what. You I'm know. actually keen. I'm actually keen to hear what what criticism will be uh, not will be Tommy asked for Mendy in that situation because what what were you expecting him to do? Like, like for me, it was like okay. Look, I'm not. Bl- I was not even blaming anybody. listening to this. I was not blaming Mendy. I simply asked a question. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I said, who is to blame for that goal? Because I was getting different mm-hmm. opinions. Like, people saying, I can was, I can read I can read what you posted on Twitter word for word, bro. What, what did I say? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're reading my second tweet for the second goal. That was not for that wasn't in regards to the first the first goal. That's in regards <laughs> to the second goal. <laughs> All right. So this is what I said. Uh, I said but for the second goal, okay, we are not there. We are not there. So you no, we're not there yet. No, we'll, we'll get there soon. Oh, well, you know, we're categorically going. So if I miss any points in between, you know, um, so obviously Antonio should have gotten a red card. I mean, for me, I felt I don't really buy. Yeah, you should have got a red card. Even those those two pushes on uh, Thiago Silva, he should have got a decent over the yellow card over there. Well, for me, I think it was soft. Like I've seen them not given. You get. Like Bro, we were he beginning. smacked his neck. How come that's soft? <laughs> I'm talking about the, that, the last not one. Not that. Which one? During the game, he was pushing uh, Thiago Silva. Anytime they lob the ball for him and Thiago Silva is in front of him, then he will try to push Thiago Silva and to win the ball. You get it. But it's it's not soft. It's very hard. It's a hard push. It's not, it's not soft. And the ref should have given him a yellow card. Like even those two pushes, or they are very, very hard. Okay, okay. Well... For me, I don't really buy it, but I mean, this was this. Uh, so okay, wait. So he got a yellow card, right? And he got he almost got a second yellow one. And then I think did they, am I missing anything in between that? I mean, they were one nil down. I think everybody was. For me, I was panicking. Like for me, I was laughing. In fact, never panicking. I was like, I don't see how we're going to win. Then obviously we brought on Chilwell, I think, and then Chilwell, 
equalized. I don't even know how he equalized, but I'm gratefully equalized. So I don't know. Ubi, what was your reaction to the equalizer? What was your do you run by Inter from that? Yeah, actually Thiago Silva made a long ball to uh Chilwell and then Chilwell had like a heavy touch, but then he corrected it by like twisting his body to the uh ball's direction and then he basically tricked Fabianski and scored uh, scored an amazing goal between his legs. <laughs> Of Fabianski, it was really, really world class, both from Chilwell and even Thiago Silva, because like he saw the run, he saw he actually reminded me of the cancelled goal of Chilwell against Leicester City, I think last season in the final of FA Cup, uh, if I'm not mistaken. It was a very similar goal against Schmeichel, but this time it was not offside. <laughs> I was happy when we equalized. Actually, I mean, Judah, what, what can you say? Like, what was your reaction to the equalizer? To the equalizer. Um, yeah. <laughs> bro, look, I was so gasped. Like, <laughs> to be sincere, before just before the equalizer, yeah, I was already typing on Twitter actually that yeah, we're not going to get a goal in this game, and that the game was going to end one nil. <laughs> and <laughs> and then we saw the next thing. I saw two performance of kind of magic, and next thing the ball was in the nets, you know. So yeah, I mean, I was like gasped, and I was like, yes, okay, now let's see if we can, you know go for the win and um yeah actually uh, i think it was kind of like a lucky goal because <laughs> he, he cannot tell me he meant <laughs> he meant his first touch the one that like the ball landed on his head no he, he had to priest so yeah but the finish was a good finish though at least he was able to you know realize where it was and what he wanted to do first and yeah it was actually a good goal like nice goal yeah true true um before i go to manuel let me just introduce Falari. Falari, how you doing man Morar, I good. I did can't wait. What's popping? Let me get you up to speed. Um, what was your opinion on that first goal we considered? That first West Ham goal. First goal we considered. Mm. That is totally unmendy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand. No, please. carry on, carry on, carry on, carry on. I mean, put a stronger uh fist on the ball, and <laughs> not have ended up in that mess. Do you understand? Yeah, so yeah. What's too much to say? That's totally on Mendy. I don't know. Florentino laughing. Before he, just two seconds before he came in, guys, the guys all said it's not Mendy's fault and they were blaming me that maybe I have an agenda against Mendy. So I'm happy he said. Yes, <laughs> totally on Mendy. As in, if you, if you had put a stronger fit, um, a stronger fit on the ball, do you understand? And this is not the, I don't know, is, are, you, are you not seeing the pattern? He did it no, in the previous game. No. Did it? No, did you see? Did you see that your opponent was pulling or pushing him? Even, even, even in the one where the opponent was um holding his neck, that was um um bands in our last game, uh, where he, he could have still punched the ball better than what he did. Are you even even before that game, punching is as in using his fist to take clear the ball is a problem. This guy has become frustratingly clumsy. I don't understand. He has become so clumsy. And I, I said, I, I tweeted something that, look, if your team is not playing well, eh, you as a goalkeeper, the least you can do to contribute to your team eh, is not make silly mistakes. Yeah. And Mendy yeah. has been doing the exact opposite in the, I don't know, since last season. <laughs> you, can see where, uh, you can see in games where, uh, for instance, I know there was a, there was a time when uh, this guy, what was his name? I think, I think that was two seasons ago, um, Alison, where he had issues. Was just fumbling. Well, you could see last season in games where they were not playing well, came up yeah. with brilliance. 
True, you understand? True. When yeah. the guy was still the guy, you understand? When the guy was still the guy, even when United were not playing well, uh, you see him coming up with brilliant saves. And that is what you expect from a goalkeeper. And it's like we don't understand the magnitude of the problem that we are create that that um, Mendy is creating for the defenders. Because now, because now, now the fact that the fact is there now that the defenders don't even have confidence in um, Mendy. So, so in a situation where there's a ball that is whipped into our um, 18 yard box, the defenders will have to, in a split second, try and make a decision whether to come and head the ball out eh, or just wait for Mendy to come, you know. And can, but because they don't trust Mendy, eh, they don't even know if Mendy will be able to handle the ball well. Eh, they rush in. And, you know, maybe there's a situation where everything just gets clumsy. This one is in head. One. The other one is there, this one. The ball drops and they play into our um, into our net. A situation that this Mendy issue can create is maybe um, the opposing player um, plays um, a straight pass eh? that uh-huh. the keeper needs to come out quickly eh? to come and clear because the, because the defenders don't even trust Mendy again. They don't know if you know should I run after this ball or I should just wait for Mendy to come aside and act like he's super and clear the ball. You are creating a myriad of problems. For the mm. defenders, the same issue that happened with um, Kepa. If you if if you remember one time, this season we won the Champions League. If you remember, was it that season we won the Champions League? I'm trying to I'm trying to remember where. Anytime he crosses, you see Zuma and um, Rudiger yeah, yelling yeah. at uh, Kepa to come and you know. Is that Liverpool game? I remember five three that we lost. I remember. Yeah, but okay, I, let's 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 leave it there. Let's leave it there. Um, Judah Ubi. Manuel, do you guys want to say anything to that before we go in? Because we we're talking about second goal. Manuel is about to tell us about our second goal. I said second goal, the um, our first goal. Um, the only thing I'm going to say about Mendy is that um, I know that, yeah, there are times that, okay, um, I would like to put it now, justifiably, yeah, he hasn't done, he hasn't done well. So, and there are just times that, like, I see people blaming, blaming him for goals that are not even like literally his fault you know that maybe the defender could have done better or something and or maybe there was just nothing anybody could do and you know i see people going out there blaming blaming everything on him basically so and um another quick point to make is that um Tukal touched on it actually when they asked him and you know he said <laughs> he said um Mendy has been a bit unlucky is that what he said so yeah, yeah that Mendy has been a bit unlucky and um, I think that means that that means that that just that just seems to me that they 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 themselves like you know Mendy yeah. and and the coaches they actually recognize that okay you know there's there's a bit of a deep in form you know so that, at least that's a positive step that they are, that they recognize it and obviously they will be working on that and training as well so yeah that's just what I'm going to say but I would just say today's goal was really just unlucky it was just an unlucky goal i wouldn't i wouldn't really blame it on mendy the way <laughs> the way for has blamed it on him though so yeah right. let's 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 leave it let's leave it at that next year the next week we'll talk we'll talk more on that but let's move forward Manuel, you're back um, to- do you want him to make another mistake next week <laughs> 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 now nah, I'm saying like you know what I mean now. But Manuel, um, you're about to tell us about um Kiwal's goal. What was it? What was your reaction to Kiwal's equalizer? That hmm. that goal is it, it was insane. Like, is there any time like we are doubting uh, a player like yeah. Kiwal at this? Any time he's in a bad form, like look at when he came back from the injury, like he was not playing like that. So the whole Chelsea farm was giving up on him. 
But like yeah. after he scoring that goal, no, I realized no, just like this guy is really back. Look at the goal, like the first touch. It yeah. was if it were to be a player, like a different player, like would have allowed yeah. that ball to to go out. But yeah, he man. rushed, yeah, he rushed the ball and he was able to give the keeper a nutmeg and score. That was a beautiful. Yeah, and I was I was really shouting in the house. Everyone was like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" <laughs> so that goal is sick. All right, fair enough. Uvi, so after we collapsed, yeah, I think um, yeah, I might be saying anything in between. I don't think so. After we collapsed, I think Corny hit the bar, right? So like, I was yeah, Mister Mister Jorginho, he almost sold the game in it. Was that was Jorginho? Did he come? Yeah, on it was that? a Jorginho mistake, man. <laughs> yeah, it was a Jorginho mistake. Ubi, Kone hit the bar. Like, what can you... Because our defense is not solid anymore. I mean, what can you say? What's going on? No, one, it wasn't our defense. That's what I'm telling you, man. Wasn't it, it was wasn't our mistake. defense. It was on Jorginho more than our defense. Yeah. As I said, it was... Um, Jorginho had the ball. He was, like, dancing with his feet. I don't know what he was doing. And then <laughs> someone pushed him from behind, and then they got the ball. And luckily for us, Kone hit the, hit the bar because that could have been a legitimate second goal for West Ham. But yeah. it, it's not the defenders, rather the midfielder. And that midfielder is Jorginho. Before Jorginho, actually, Ruben had a much better role, even though he's not a natural DM. But he, in my opinion, Ruben had a better game than Jorginho. Although Jorginho had a shorter time, but by the time he came in, he almost cost us. Whereas uh, Ruben had a, a yellow card in the ninth minute, but he yeah. kept his discipline and he, he completed his passes. He was bodying midfielders. He was quite good. I'm not saying he was world class, but he was quite good. Ruben compared to Jorginho. Fair, fair. I mean, uh, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Let's fast forward to... So I think after the Kone header. I mean, and for, and for what can you say really? Because like, I know Judah and Manuel have a lot to say about this clean sheet thing. But let me start with you for What can you say about this? Our lack of clean sheets nowadays. What's going on? Because before, clean sheets used to be our middle name. Now, what's going on? Lack of clean sheets. Look, uh, how would I put it? Defenders are only as good as their, as their goalkeepers. I can tell you. Do you understand? <laughs> Defenders are only as good. As, yeah, they are only as good as the goalkeepers. And it's the same way. Um, a goalkeeper is only as good as his defenders. Eh? So there's a way even you as um, as a goalkeeper. Eh? If, you, if you notice, I don't know. If you could see it, uh, when check was a goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah, he knows when to tell his defenders to, you know, um, oh, you know, move, move to this place, move using his hands to direct them. Do you understand? Like, move to this place, go to this place. But blame it on, completely on the um, goalkeeper. I'm not saying the defensive issues we're having is. I mean, look at everybody's conceding, conceding even much, even uh, what's the name, uh, Man City, are conceding goals. They've kept saying so far. Even Spurs, Spurs are keeping clean sheets. Only Chelsea and Liverpool. But Chelsea's zone is worse than Liverpool's zone, I think. Yeah, so I'm saying that... Um, I'm just looking at the fact that, look, the defenders, we just bought them also, you understand? Koulibaly, uh-huh. yeah, Koulibaly, Kukurela, and uh, what's his name, Fofana. I mean, it, it might take a little while before they are able to understand each other. Eh? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, well, what is going on is that, first of all, the team as a whole has been poor, not just the defense, that's one. Two, there's also like been players that we know that they are not first team quality in the first place, starting in the defense, you know. 
for example, the last game where, um, you know, as Bukata was starting in the defense, where okay, now rather he came in, yeah, I think that no, who did we play last? That was. Yeah, 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 it started, it started, yeah, against Southampton, yeah, so, yeah, my point is, like, you know, likes of, as we quite are starting, um, likes of um, Chaloba as well, in as much as people can say, you know, he was good at this, I just believe, like, he's not consistent enough, and even in games, he tends to switch off when, you know, he gets to the final parts of the game, like, the last minutes of the game, so, I just believe, like, the... The defense just needs like a bit of more game time to get to gain more cohesion. Like, you know, yeah. um, the likes of Fofana, Kulibali and Thiago Silva, you know, the more they play together, the more they know where each other have to go and you know where each person will be. And I think moving forward we should see a big improvement in the defense basically. Yeah, Providing everyone can stay fit though. So yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah. So I, I don't really think it's it should I, I don't I don't believe it should be much of an issue anyways. I just believe like everything will fall in, in right places moving forward. So yeah. Amen. amen, amen, amen. Okay, um Manuel, I know you I know Manuel, Manuel and Judah, you guys have an agenda against Kaihava. So what can you tell me about that winning goal? See, you see that goal? Uh, let me tell you, it's not that I have an agenda against Kaihava. We should be praising <laughs> the Mount. Do you know why? Yes. See, we should be praising Mason Mount for not being selfish to tag that ball. Because he had a clear chance to tag to tag the ball. And what? He left the ball for what? He realized uh, Kai Havert was at his back. And he left the ball for Kai Havert to score. But you see, here lies the case. And the reason why me, uh, sometimes, I uh, agenda against uh, this guy. Uh, Kai Havert uh, is that thing. Mason Mount is trying to help the guy. But people end up eating Mason Mount instead. You get it? Mason Mount has been our back-to-back best player of the season. But his work rate, everything is intact. Just because he had a slow start to the season, everyone is on him. That's what is hurting me. That's also... And Kai Havert, too, he, he's like... He doesn't want to use his strength. You get it. He don't use his strength. He's just running, making silly passes and all that stuff. Oh, well, I don't know about having an agenda because... <laughs> I literally like him as well. I call him. Let me interrupt you. For everybody listening, go check out this guy house on Fraud Watch. I got the idea because of Judah. But yeah, Judah. <laughs> well, yes, I'm not. I'm not denying that. I said it's not on Fraud Watch. Is I mean, he, he went how many games without scoring? Man, his 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 xG was zero point. Was it not zero point four something like that? Can you imagine for an attacker? That's not good enough, man. What, no matter what you, no matter what you want to say, that's definitely not good enough. So, and and it's not like I have an agenda against him. I just believe he can do far much better than what he was doing before. And yeah. um, ups to him, you know, he stepped up as he always, as he always managed to to do for Chelsea. I mean, I can't if we start counting the amount of <laughs> big goals he has he has had for for Chelsea. It's a lot. So. I mean, he has that in him. I just wish that he can do it more often. Like you know, you know what I'm saying. If if he can be more consistent at at doing doing that, then obviously everybody will be fine and happy with him. But yeah, he came on. He did what he had to do, and he got the goal. So yeah, big ups to him. But I don't have an agenda. I don't have an agenda against him, man. The thing, the thing people don't want to understand is that Messi Mount is carrying Kai Havertz. That's what mm-hmm. you guys want. 
disagree, but okay. But about what you said now, though, <laughs> bro, Mr. Mouse didn't play exactly well today, man. So I don't know about that, though. <laughs> Mr. Mouse didn't do what? He didn't play well, man. I hope you know the goal. How many, the goal how many that... minutes did he play? No, no, wait, chill, chill, chill. The goal that um they scored and got and got cancelled, yeah. You know, it was Mr. Mouse that actually miscontrolled a simple ball. You know, he used he, he, he used the ball. To up. Clear ball. He was trying to clear the ball. I was not to clear the ball, man. He was trying <laughs> to control <Yeah>. it. <laughs> he was trying to control the ball, man. <laughs> Emmanuel, I'm coming to that goal, don't worry. So we've established that okay at this point we're two one up, yeah. So Ubi Falarin, what guys what can you guys tell me about that um disallowed goal for West Brom? I uh, West Ham, sorry. Uh, West Brom. West Ham, sorry. Ubi, that's how you Ubi, what can you say about you can make a comment about the winning goal that Kai, Kai scored as well, but you can tell me about the disallowed goal. Yeah, well, um the disallowed goal um the I mean the decision was correct. Because although the the touch was, I don't know, they said Mendy forced whatever, he fell down and acted and dived and whatever. It is 100% a foul because actually with goalkeepers, uh, there's like, they have this extra thing where any touch against them is kind of like double the midfielders and attackers because they're goalkeepers. They have this special protection, let's say. So the fact that I think Bowen almost stepped on him that's yeah. that's not that's not acceptable and it should have been a direct foul but hey we had to go to var and i'm glad because we had it coming in our way i mean we were robbed against spurs a few weeks ago and this is like the karma what well, goes around comes around so i don't know what to say was a genius iq from uh, mendy true 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 let's bring in falari falari um i don't put words in your mouth yeah but i looked at it yeah <laughs> judah this way can no, but following, following, I don't go words the amount here, but for me, obviously, I was typing. So let me tell you what was happening. So obviously, Kai Havertz scored the winning goal, yeah? And I was tweeting that, okay, getting less hanging there. And before I looked up, I saw, okay, the ball is at back. I saw Rhys James on the... No, I saw I saw Mendy on the ground, sorry. And then next thing, I saw Kony shooting the ball into the net. And I'm like, I've never completed my tweet yet. And I'm like, what the fuck? You get... So like, following, I looked at the replay, bro, and I'm seeing Mendy... Before you say anything, before you say anything, Mendy, Mendy could have held that ball comfortably instead of trying to parry it. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I see no reason why. Yes, look, you, you as a goalkeeper, uh, even defenders, even defenders take risks. You understand? Yes, defenders take risks. You see them flying into uh, um, tackles where they know that oh, I can get injured. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. You are supposed to take one for the team. And catch that ball. You are supposed to take one for the team. Mendy could have held that ball. Yeah. Instead of Parry. And it's the same thing. It's, it's the same thing we've been saying. It's the same nonsense Parry wanted to do that caused the first goal. When you can't put your fist into the ball well. Yeah. It's the same nonsense. And then he was pretending as if his um, shoulder was broken. <laughs> yeah, it was a penalty. I mean, the, 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 the referee's score was correct, but was soft. Yeah, yeah, it was correct. There's no, yeah, there's no because I'm looking at it that if it, if the if if it was the other way around, yeah, it was the other way around. Say someone like uh, say it was Bowen who was coming to you know who was uh, who had the first touch, yeah? any slight touch from um, Mendy, and then Bowen goes over. It's a penalty. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah. a penalty. So yeah, we were lucky with it. Was it was correct, but it was soft. I can't I can't lie. Yeah. 
it was correct, but what's up? Because there's absolutely no way. Uh, what's his name? There's absolutely no way. Um, Boem could have avoided. Uh, uh, what's his name? Mendy. So yeah, that's basically what it is. Judah, you wanted to say something as far as speaking. Yeah. So basically, let me just let me just start from from um the main cause of the goal, or even though it, the goal didn't stand. Left yeah. to me, the main cause of the goal was starting from Mount when instead of him to control a simple ball in midfield, my brother tried to do what I don't know, and you know, <laughs> the ball somehow found his way up in the air, and the West Ham won the ball back. Yeah, and see, I I don't know, tried... but let me let me check the highlights. Continue. Yeah, check the highlights. Check, check. If you are going to see that part of Mount the game, Mount was yeah. trying to clear that ball away, brother. Let me check. Let me check because I don't understand this thing. I say uh, Mount was trying to do some, uh, funny control. Let me just check the highlights. Yes. Let me check. Yes. Let Let you that land. Let's, let's assume. Let's assume he was trying to clear the ball. Mm-hmm. Then, then I would say that was a very, very like failed attempt or weak attempt at clearing the ball because <laughs> the ball he cleared, he didn't even go past the halfway line. You know where, where um, I think it was Rice that headed the ball back, isn't it? Then Rhys James wanted to, you know, nudge his back to Mendy, and that was where he made a mistake. You know, he didn't know that Bowen was in and around the penalty box. So that was where Rich James made the mistake. And then, obviously, we know what happened after that. Mendy tried coming out, you know, to parry the ball or whatever. And um, But when they clashed together. And um, the part where I was um, disagreeing with um, Falari, is Falari, right? Yeah. yeah. Where he was saying that Mendy could have easily caught that ball. I don't know. But <laughs> if you have someone running towards you and you are also trying to catch a ball, you can't tell me that you comfortably or go in and say you want to comfortably catch that ball. You have to go in to try and parry it away from the player that is oncoming. That is what you are meant to do. Not going in and say you want to catch the ball. That's never going to happen. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you guys don't know how goalkeeping works or no, something. No, no, no. You, no. you see, you see this, this ball, eh, eh, let me tell you. It's something like the ball is 50 in between you, the keeper, the open that is coming. You have high opportunity that what you can use just your hands to take the ball from the player. You get it. Yeah. You are not like a defender that has to clear the ball away. You get it. And the ball is coming towards you. He is not controlling the ball. He is just running after the ball. So you can just slip on that ball and you will be safe. You get it. You can't tell me that Mendy trying to point the ball is, is like trying to save the ball. No. What he did there is an error. It's an error that you have. It's an error. Keeper, you have to use your hands the ball and the ball is running towards you and someone is chasing save the ball whatever the player did to you then the, the ref is there the ref was finally what or surely would give him a card or something if he fouled you i'm glad i'm glad i'm glad um <laughs> i've seen you just sent the video <laughs> for me i think mendy should have caught that ball but yeah we agree i'm glad manuel actually agrees so it's three against two before we talk about zagreb let's just quickly acknowledge our moment of the match and man of the match um ubi let's start with you yeah, sure. Um, my man of the match is uh, Thiago Silva because for his age, he kept uh, Antonio quiet. And he actually, I think he got the assist for uh, Chilwell. And he was just very, very solid again. Once again, he always drops the masterclass. Of course, honorable mention to both Mateo Kovacic and Chilwell. Uh, Kovacic was the engine, especially in the first half, although it was boring, but he was really moving things forward, or at least trying his best, even with his shot. Yes, it was uh, not on target, but it was not a bad one. 
my moment of the match uh, must be Chilwell's goal because it was really fantastic coming from a player that barely played the season with us and a fullback that probably one of our best uh, attackers cannot even do that turn that he did. You know, it reminds me like of the Cruyff turn or whatever they call it, you know. Oh. It was fantastic. So yeah, these are my moments and, and man of the match. Nice one, nice one. The moment of the match was when Tuka brought in those three players. Uh, uh, name? Avat, uh, Chiwell, and, and Brad, because they the game, obviously. Man of the match, uh, without a doubt, is Chiwell. I mean, that second goal. I heard someone saying the second goal was lucky. No, it wasn't lucky. He knew there was nobody behind him, so he cushioned the ball with his head. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't luck. He, he knew there was nobody, behind, so he had to cushion the ball with his head, you know, just to make the ball drop in a favorable position for him. And then he went ahead. Yeah, and we we're lucky that the keeper came out because if the keeper had stayed, you know, put in his post, in his goal post, there's absolutely no way um, Chiwell would have scored that. So, yeah, Chiwell is man of the match. Moment of the match is when the substitution happened. Yeah, I think I was in my man of the match as well, Chiwell. And... Yeah, I'll leave the moment for you guys. But Judah, finally. Um, man of the match has to be Thiago Silva. It has to be Thiago Silva because, yeah, he, like Ubi already explained, he played immensely well and, you know, he kept Antonio quiet as well. And, yeah, he also had an assist to his name. So, yeah, that's that's a kind of a 10 performance from him. And the uh, moment of the match has to be... <laughs> Has to be when King Kai, when King Kai scored and he shots and he shot the the West Ham fans up. So yeah, yeah that be my moment. He wasn't shooting the West Ham fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that has to be my moment of the match when he told them to shut up. <laughs> my moment of the match was when Amandro Boya was coming on. Coming. <laughs> Yeah, I like yeah. It. and I feel like you should have come on earlier though. Like I don't know why I didn't come on for the second half, like beginning of the second half. I don't know. No, I mean, yeah, that's... I think it's cool. is always like, okay, he wants impact from the bench and all that. But yeah, Mano Karen, Mano Karen. Yeah, and my man of the match would definitely go for Bencho. Yeah, he's going at least, so I'll give it to him. Me too. Okay, so let, let's let's talk about Dynamo, Dynamo Zagreb. So we're playing Champions League. We're playing Champions League on Tuesday. So Ubi, what do you think? How are you feeling about the Champions League? Um, Champions League group stage, first match in the group stage. How are you feeling? Well, I'm feeling good because I'm, with all due respect to Dynamo, but obviously we're the better uh, side, although we're going to play in their home ground, but we do have a quite a big advantage here. I even do think we're going to end up topping off the group, although there's AC Milan, that's the only strong uh, team in the group, but I do think we can um, we can be the first in the group. So yeah, feeling good for the match. Fair enough. Judah? Who do you think will start? No, you already know who will start in goal, so no need to even ask you that question. But what's your? Don't don't go by what Suka said today, though. <laughs> he can he can end up starting Mendy, so I don't know. Don't, I wouldn't really judge by what Suka said today. But, yeah. but let's have Kepa. But yeah, let's talk about um, Judah. Let's talk about um, Champions League and Fofana. Can you mix two of them? Yeah, Champions League and Fofana. Like, let's just try and. Mix the two topics together. Like, what can oh, you tell okay. me? Oh, okay. Second game now, because I think he'll start. Because yeah, he needs to. He needs to adapt to Tuchel's um, yeah. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. 
for the Champions League, um, yeah, I agree with what Ubi said. Seriously, if we're being serious with ourselves, um, I think today's win will give them a big um, push. And like Tukal said, we we basically wanted to restart our season from today. And, you know, he said he was happy with the that we could take the win. And that should, like, give the boys confidence for the game on Tuesday. And even though I believe he's going to rotate because he has to, so um and um about Fofana, um uh, he had left to me personally he had a very good uh, let me say very good because like we've like we've explained everybody was kind of below par but he had an okay debut and obviously he can do better and we all hope that he's going to do better but um I would say his second half was stronger than his first half though because in the first half it it felt like. He didn't want to push forward so much, you know, like they were just keeping the back three flat. And, you know, he and Kulibali, they were not really pushing forward like they were meant to, you know, which actually contributed to our lack of creation and, you know, other stuff like that. But in the second half, I, I saw that he improved more and, you know, was getting forward more and getting involved more with um, Rhys James, which was nice to see. So I just believe like it will get used, to, like I said, coercion, you know, the more game time he gets, the more, you know, he gets used to the way of play and, you know, the pattern of play as well. So, yeah. Fair only enough, good things to come. Yeah. Only good things to come. Um, Manuel, Larry, let me ask you guys this question. This Galaga situation now, because <laughs> I think Galaga will start again on uh, Tuesday. So, how do you nah, think to nah, Galaga? Let me tell you, let me tell you this thing. Can you guys hear? Yeah, yeah. How, how can you, eh? Sell uh, Billy Gilmore and keep Galaga. Yeah. <laughs> you see, I've been thinking of this thing like, I don't get it. Is it that we, the fans, are out here, we see who is better than the manager, or is the relationship between a player and a manager that is causing all this thing? Mm. Can I just explain? Can I just explain why, though? Can I just explain why to you? So, from Tukia's point of view, First of all, he already explained it actually in the you know the press conference that I had, I don't know, or something where someone asked him about um Gilmore. So he was like, the loan, we all know that the loan he had wasn't it wasn't it was a disaster. It wasn't a good yeah. loan. Let's just with ourselves. So yeah. basically he didn't get the amount of games that they were hoping he was going to have and the amount of um Premier League experience, you know, that they were hoping he was going to have. That's one. Two, we also, I think Tuchel has, has also added towards it where he said it doesn't actually, where they've said that Tuchel doesn't like the, the his frame, like, you know, he has a small body frame and, you know, he cannot really cover ground defensively. And trust me, that guy is worse than Giorgio defensively, like, <laughs> in trying to defend. He he doesn't know how to, you know, when when where to cover space or, you know, where to, like, go defensively. So... Basically, it's not. I don't know. I just feel like Chelsea fans were just. Wait, wait, the boy are we talking about Gilmore? Yes, I'm talking about Gilmore, man. Gilmore is worse than. Okay, I know Gilmore. I know yeah. Gilmore. It's fine. Are you, no, trying, go, go ahead, are you trying to compare uh, Gilmore to, to Giorgio now defensively? That's I don't. I'm absolutely. Did you watch him in the. Did you watch him in the Euros against um, England? I'm just saying, did you watch him in Euros against England? Yes, you know, one, did, one, yes. You know, one man of the match. You, you know how many balls you uh-huh. stopped in the middle? Okay. Ha, I beg. Okay. Well, Larry, here's my thing. Yeah. 
Um, I agree with what you're saying because, like, me too, I watched Gilmore in Chelsea, especially. And I, Judah is not the only person that said he's worse than Jorginho yet. So he's not the only person that said it. I've seen plenty of Chelsea fans say it on Twitter as well. And for me, I think that's not true. But don't worry, we leave it there. But for Larry Manuel, I was asking you guys about this. <laughs> Judah actually gave a very good explanation, actually, about why Tukul, about Tukul's mindset. But let's not digress too much. Um, for Larry Manuel, I was asking you guys about um, Galaha. Manuel, you're saying about Galaha. For me, I don't know if Chelsea is giving him too much pressure that he don't take his time to play the ball or it is overconfidence. I don't know. For Galaga, I don't know what to say about him. It's like the way he performed at... Okay, maybe maybe, maybe let's wait. Like, you see, we don't have the DM, a DM where we can play the back four. You get it? Yeah. When yeah. we are no, playing we... a back four with... Jorginho up front is very, very bad. As a DM, it's very, very bad. <laughs> you get it. Maybe maybe in, in that formation, Galaga can be very well. Maybe in the 4 3 3 formation, he can play very well. So, for right now, maybe he's now maybe okay. Maybe he's now adjusting to the new formation that he's playing at Chelsea right now. So, I think we should give him a bit of time because he's a very good player. Yeah, okay. Before I come to Falari, Judah, you know, I don't know, we were talking on the previous episode and we agreed, okay, Galahar has to push up for, forward. Now, he's playing his preferred position and we still see the rubbish he did today. So maybe we should let Falari explain it. I don't know what Falari thinks, but Judah, we'll come back to that, right? What do you think? Yeah, no, sorry, about, about Galahar, I don't know, I feel like, I don't know, I, I just feel like he's a, he's a victim of... Um, uh, should I say circumstances or something like? First of all, yeah. the first game, Tuchel did him no favors by starting him in a pivot. You know, Tuchel yeah. did him no favors, and I think that was that the game he had a red card. I think it was mm-hmm. his first game, or oh, it was the second game, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. It was, I think it was the second game when he yeah. also played in a three-man midfield in a three-four in a three. No, it was a four at the back. Yeah, where he then got the red card. But I don't know. I just feel like. He's going to grow into it at the end of the day. Like he's going to grow into it. Like um, Tuchel explained, he needs more. You know, he needs to train more in the in the pivot and you know the tactics that Tuchel um deploys with the with the squad that he has. And also, like uh, Manuel said, if we yeah. eventually go to a back four, I believe he's still going to you know be able to thrive in a back four where you have a proper DM that is sitting. And we are all praying and hoping that Zakaria will be that guy. <laughs> yep. Because if, if not, this uh, this season is going to be a long one, man. <laughs> but anyways, not to digress. So I just believe, like, we should give him time. I mean, people are kind of forgetting that he's still young. And, you know, it's only his first season as a senior player of Chelsea. So I don't know. People should just give him time and not um, jump the gun on him, basically. That's what I would say. Fair enough, fair enough. Um... I'm curious to know. Do that fair, fair, fair. Yeah, I don't point. agree. I don't no, agree. I, because. Polari, I'm curious to know. But here's my own question to you now. Polari, you're explaining to us about Gilmore. But can you explain about Galaha and Gilmore in terms of like. Like Manuel was saying. Manuel was like, oh, he doesn't know why we'll sell Gilmore and keep Galaha. But in your own opinion now, about these two defenders, what do you think? How, how, my main question to you now is, Polari, how can we fit Gilmore into the system? Because I was asking Judah now that, look. Before we said, okay, Galahad can't play in the pivot. But now we played him in Mount's position today. But now, my own question to you, Falarin, is how can Gilmore fit into this Chelsea 
So, so I was also going to speak on Galaga. Eh? I was going to speak on Galaga, so if you would let me. Look, Galaga has Premier League experience. Eh? He has played for West Brom. Eh? And he was the first team player. He has played for, uh, most the name, uh, Crystal Palace. He was the first team player. Eh? Now you're playing with even better players. Eh? Who are in some sort of way going to make your job even easier. You understand? But you see, I mean, for the past two games, I was rooting for him. I was hoping um, Tuka would ship him out. Eh? Or maybe just suddenly start benching him. But today was just so uninspiring. So, so uninspiring. Did you see a video somebody posted on Twitter where, the, where he had the ball with him and uh, all, he, all he needed to do was just pass the ball to Rhys James. And yeah. he was yeah. just wasting time. The, um, Tuka was frustrated. Yeah. You know, and, and it is the bane of the Chelsea team. Eh? You're not passing against a team that plays a low block like West Ham. Yeah. And because I'm, yeah. I'm not going to lie, one of the reasons why Chelsea played poorly today was West Ham. They just yeah. sat back all day. You know, against a team that plays the low block like West Ham, you have to release the ball quickly. Yeah. You can't be hogging the ball every time. And so it's frustrating when, I mean, you had all, you show all this promise. You were very, very brilliant at um, Crystal Palace, a team that has, you know, just average players. And then you come to Chelsea where it's not as if we have uh, 11 uh, world-class players, but you have above-average players and a couple yeah. of, maybe one, two, maybe one, two, three world-class work, work players, you understand? You should be playing better now. Do you get what I'm saying? You should be playing better. So, I really don't know what is wrong with it. As for Gilmore, uh, I absolutely have no idea why, uh, what's his name? Sold him. Uh, um, took off. I've seen Gilmore play. I've seen Gilmore play football. He's, for his age, he's so composed on the ball. Yeah. And for, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't want to argue with Tuko saying that um, he, he, uh, because of his small frame, you understand? I don't yeah. know who's taller between um, Tuchel and um, Kante. Uh, they, are probably, they are probably of the same height. If Kante is taller, maybe, maybe a little bit. I'm not comparing both of them. I'm not comparing both of them. I'm saying that. But I'm saying that in terms of height, I, I don't think um, Kante is so much taller than, uh, than Gilmore. But I've seen Gilmore play football now. I, I, he's composed. He knows when exactly to release the ball. He knows how to... He knows how to, um, how like, he knows there, there's this thing he does and he does it so much like a professional. Contro um, is it dictate the pace of the game. If you remember the game that really brought him to limelight, the game against Liverpool in the Carling Cup. Was it in the Carling Cup that year? Yeah, you know, he, 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 FA Cup, okay. You know, he knows how to dictate the pace of the game and he's very composed on the ball. I have absolutely no idea. Why, um, what's his name? Why, um, took also demand for how he was going to fit into, for how he was going to fit into our team. Hmm? I'm of the opinion that, yes, he might not have been a, uh, what's the name? A first 11, um, player, eh? First 11 yeah. player. But in yeah. games where, but in, 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 maybe, maybe you bring him in, you know, in games where, okay, we are, we are comfortable. Maybe, in, maybe we're in a comfortable lead or in a game where, you know, the opponent is, really 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 uh, pressuring us you understand he has yeah. that talent he knows how to slow down the pace of the game just pretty much like what um, Mikel Obi used to do you know if yeah, uh, yeah. so I, I totally do not agree with the sale of Gilmore he's a magnificent talent and I can bet with anybody he's going to flourish under Graham Potter yeah he's yeah. going to flourish under Graham Potter I, and I hope that we 
there was a buyback buy buy, uh, back clause in his contract, to be honest. I really hope so. Uh, we'll I really hope out. so. No, no yeah, generalist really is saying that. No generalist is saying that. Uh, let's is see that see. what? Is that no no one is saying there is a buyback clause. No, okay, okay, no one is saying that. But I'm really sad that the I'm really sad that the boy left. There was absolutely no match Gilmore played for us that he wasn't brilliant. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I, there's no match he played for Chelsea. Even the few matches he played, where he was brilliant. Right, was, man, you compare that with what's his name? You compare that with Gilmore. Let's, Sorry, let's, you, compare, you compare that with Gallagher. Let's take it this year. Tuchel is saying is Tuchel saying he's too small or what? Is that what he's saying? Like that's what that, that's what someone said. I didn't hear Tuchel say that. Let, let me ask uh, Gallagher and Chukwemeka. Who is very smallish and who was who has more experience? Mm. Galaga has my friends, but Chuka, so Chuka why, why, would, why would you even go and buy someone? Exactly, you took a make even look, look frail, uh, more frail than uh, what's his name because I've seen the Chukwemeka guy, you know, he's yes. not as he's not as bulky as uh, I'm not saying uh, Galaga looks very bulky, but if you compare him and um, um, Chukwemeka, you see, he looks more bulky than than um, than um, than Chukwemeka, so I don't understand to girls. I don't understand Tukel's um, excuse. And and, and you bought and you bought Chukwemeka for twenty million or twenty nine. I don't know. And you are selling uh, Billy Gilmore for nine million or yeah. nine million. Yeah. Very cheap. All right, guys, guys, don't worry. let's 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 end it there. We'll continue in the next episode. But let me just round up Ubi. Ubi, um, would you like to round us up about um? Obviously, Tukul spent a lot of money this. Transfer window, yeah, but would you like to round us up on Tuku's critics? What yeah, sure. Uh, I'd be honored to. Well, of course, Chelsea spent a lot of money. I think we spent uh, like the most in any league, if I'm not mistaken, even more than Man United and Man City by a few millions. But um, I do understand the critics, but people have to understand this is not a football manager game. You can't just buy players, put them in a lineup, and boom, you got uh, Galactico. It's not going to be like a Roberto Carlos and David Beckham of Real Madrid in the old times, you know what I'm saying? It needs some time, and today, and even the Leicester game, even though we were 10 men, we've seen that glimpse of hope. Keep in mind, there's still uh, Aubameyang to come, Zakaria to come, and many more. So, like, we need a people have... Exactly. People have to stay positive and not get triggered, not judge Tuchel, not judge his tactics. And yeah, let's just uh, up the chills. And I'm just looking forward for maybe winning a major cup this season. I do believe we are capable, more than capable, especially when Aubameyang comes back next uh, week. And yeah, it's been a pleasure having me in this podcast. I'm hoping that uh, our uh, fans and followers just enjoyed this episode. It was quite a beefy one between <laughs> Judah Forlan and Manuel, but hey, uh, so is such is life, right? It's all good. We're all friends here. Yes, how we love it. How we love it, guys. Um, Falarin, Judah, Falarin, don't be angry. Like we're kind of running out of time. That's why. So I just had to round it off. But um, to be nice to have you guys again. So I'll know your opinion on Tuku's critics. I already know Judah's one, but. I need to get the up- updated one as well, but don't worry. Um, it's, guys, it's been nice to have you guys again so we can um, continue the conversation. But Judah, Falari, Ubi, Manuel, thank you guys so much for coming. I really do appreciate it. You're hey, welcome, bro. Welcome, bro. Thanks for having us, man. Cheers. Bye, guys. Yeah, cheers, one. <laughs>